Blog Talk Radio. Our, our country is in chaos because we have leaders who are in chaos with themselves. We are in need of a people who are choosing to follow God instead of following man. You, you never see change happen until you begin to make change happen. And unfortunately, that hasn't been done in the church or in the country. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo T. Neal. Hello, welcome to Zero Today with your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, calling, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with Caesar Wisdom, Insight, Empowerment, and Liberation, promoting knowledge that is engaging, transforming, and empowering. And yes, we are empowering you, the listener, to be knowing, being, doing, and impacting the world around you. And I would try to start off, we're having a little technical difficulty, so we're going in and out. Uh, We're going to do our best to try to maintain this connection. We'll have the chat line, chat room open in the short, shortly. So um, if you want to call in, you can uh, call in 917-388-4293. Um, get on the chat line as soon as we get that open. And um, uh, send us an email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. We're also uh, Blog Talk Radio. Um, you can follow us on Blog Talk Radio. We do our show. Uh, what else? I seem like I miss it. Facebook, Twitter, we're on everything, everywhere. We're glad to be with you this week. We're glad that you're joining us, and um, we're looking forward to having a great show. As always, we we have some good stuff lined up for you, and we want to make sure that you uh, tune in and not turn off us uh, the show today. So bear with us as we struggle through. <laughs> we struggle through the show one minute at a time. Amen to that. Amen to that. And as always, before we go into the show, we want to start off with prayer. And um, we got a line. We want to talk a little bit about um, uh, Obama's compromise, I guess you can say. A 16-pound baby born in Texas. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this big footballer who's suing to get his engagement ring back. Uh, those of you who watched Sunday's Best last night, you can call in and hear about that Sunday's Best. And also... Um, Michelle Bachman's back in the news with some strange comments, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, and hopefully all goes well. Uh, we will have a great show lined up for you. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and um, get ready to go to start the show. Father God, we want to say thank you for this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and we're glad in it, and we thank you for another opportunity to broadcast the show. We thank you for everything that you're going to help us to do during the show. Just be glorified is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I hope everybody had a, a wonderful uh, 4th of July week. Uh, we didn't broadcast last week because we, we were enjoying the, the holiday festivities. Went up to Arkansas and visited uh, family and friends there. 
had a great time with my God babies. Uh, oh man, I tell you, it's just children are something. When they're not your own, they even is <laughs> in even more. So you know of of a thing. And I'm just glad we had. Um, I had a great time uh, visiting family and friends, Louisiana and Arkansas. And hey, anytime you could get away to do anything, thing. But uh, as I said before, there's so much going on, and I, I want to get to it real quick. Um, want to want to get to a lot of the news. Um, I, I want to talk about Casey uh, Casey Anthony ruling last week, and um, I don't know about you, but I was kind of disappointed. I was disappointed. Uh, I was disappointed for two reasons. I was disappointed because uh, it, it was a great miscarriage of justice. Anybody who would say, you know, who who doesn't want to admit to that, they can. They can. You know, you're, you're free to your own opinion. But from my perspective, it was a great miscarriage of justice. Um, it was very evident that if she did not directly uh, have a hand in her uh, daughter's murder. She was de- indirectly involved in it and should have suffered, according to it. And I use suffer. I know that's a hard word. Yeah, she's been in prison, incarcerated for the past uh, almost three years, and you know some some people that were suffering enough. But no, uh, she has shown little to no remorse at all concerning the very uh, you know the circumstances of her daughter. And it's a sad it's a sad case. Um, and that, and to be found guilty of misdemeanor is one thing. And, and this is my child. I, I posted it on my Facebook account, and I didn't hold it back. I say if it has been a person of color uh, that had committed something similar, there would be no doubt of guilt. <laughs> there would be no doubt of guilt. There would be no miscarriage of justice. That person would probably be put under the jail. And as such, there was a case where a young lady um, killed her child. Uh, or uh, was uh, or was an accessory to the murder of her child in Tennessee, I believe it was, and um, that didn't get a lot. Of, that got did not get coverage at all. Uh, the trial went on. They were both found guilty of murder, uh, first degree murder. Her and her boyfriend, and of course they, they have not been sentenced, but they were birth, they were found guilty uh, of such. And having having done that, it is just interesting. To note that uh, again, that was not that didn't get the television coverage, the media coverage that Casey had. I mean, I, I don't even understand why they spent so many weeks covering it, but they did. And uh, you know, now it's a, another bygone um, media media um, event. So they're just waiting for the next one, the next big story that to, to take our minds off the real issues. I'm gonna be honest with you. There is no such thing as media today. Uh, 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 by un, unbiased, objective media today, it's all about you know who can get the quickest news, the fastest, and present it in a way that will be more shocking to keep an audience, generate ratings and things like that. And it's just sad. It is just sad. Uh, so, uh, I, we we can still pray for it. That's all we can do. You know, pray for her. Pray for. Her family and and pray no harm comes to her because there are a lot of people who are out to get her now, <laughs> a lot of people out to get her and so uh, that's just one of the things. And if you have an any opinion on that, uh, that's one of the things I love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, share your uh, opinion on that. 
not too long ago, President Obama was giving a, a press conference uh, from the White House uh, in regarding uh, regards to um, this uh, the economy. Uh, how can he stimulate the economy? Uh, and not only that, but also uh, trying to find a, a way to mediate this uh, budget dilemma with uh, Congress, uh, in particular uh, the Republicans in Congress. Uh, now, the issue is raising the, de- the debt ceiling. Now, here's the thing. It's not the debt ceiling that's the problem. The debt ceiling is a routine uh, – it's routine in Congress. Uh, but they have a deadline for August 7th to raise the debt limit, and that is the amount of uh, money the U.S. government is allowed to borrow. That's what they – you know, when you hear debt ceiling, debt limit, whatever, that's just the amount that we are allowed to borrow. It is in no way – it is no way, if they don't raise it, it is in no way going to uh, do any type of harm to to the country at all. I don't buy that rhetoric. The media is making it seem that uh, that if they don't raise the debt limit, uh, debt ceiling, that everything will shut down. No, that's that's a bunch of baloney. What happens if they don't raise the debt limit? That debt limit that just simply means that we cannot borrow anything, and we must live within the means of the income that the federal government has. Now, the average person, that's how it is. We understand that, you know, we can go get a payday loan and understand that the interest on the payday loan is going to be a lot, but we got to pay that loan back. We cannot ask them to raise the ceiling or the limit for us so they could borrow more. We we don't have that privilege, even at the bank, you know, anything. You don't have that privilege. You can refinance your mortgage, refinance your car, but uh, that is not raising. That's just simply uh just simply changing just simply changing um how you're gonna pay it back. Well, you know, the federal government is a little different. The federal government has the power to enact its own limits and to say how much it can and will borrow and to change it if necessary. And that's what the battle is. And me personally, being a fiscal uh fiscal conservative, I Honestly, I I just simply I don't see why there is an argument. The reality is the economy is suffering. Um, unemployment is still at nine percent, and um, and in some uh, ethnic communities, and particularly in the black community, it's higher. It's almost sixteen percent. Uh, while there is some, while the uh, economy is growing, is growing at a slow rate, largely because the government is intervening in. And in some ways prohibiting small businesses, and the very means that the economy grew is by the uh, the business sector, the private sector. This is a private sector-driven uh, economy, and um, uh, they're not making any rooms for it to improve. So in that sense, we don't need a debt ceiling increase. We don't need it. We need to just stay within our limit, go within the budget. Think about it now. We're already in a debt. We already have a two and a half trillion dollar deficit, three trillion dollar deficit going into 2012, 14 trillion dollar deficit overall. So we need to, as a as a government, we just need to begin to leave within our means. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully we can do that. Now, in his in his conference today, press conference today, uh, President Obama, while well, he applauded uh, uh, Speaker of the House John Boehner's efforts to do something big, his words were, "We don't need to do something big. We need to do something something meaningful." So, here's the question: 
What's the difference between big and meaningful? Well, it's all in the rhetoric. Doing something big means cutting spending across the board, military, uh, you know, military spending, uh, social program spending, um, uh, uh, spending for pork barrel projects. All across the board, spending, spending, spending means to be that means to cut it all together. That's a big. That's big. If we cut half, uh, if we cut just about one uh, percent of what we the government spends in subsidies, programming, you know, uh, social outreach programs, and things of that nature, especially military, if we just cut it one percent of that. That would knock out a great deal of the um, of the problem that we're having economically in the country. Now, for those of you concerned about uh, cutting programs that you think are necessary, especially those who are um, faith-based organizations and, you know, non-profit uh, social organizations, uh, you know, the reality is that, uh, we did it before the federal government intervened. And I, I say that, and I, I stick by it. Uh, before the federal government began to intervene, we did our own. We took care of our own socially, economically. We were empowered. Once the federal government began to intervene uh, shortly during, during the Depression, and, and it's a historical fact, uh, it didn't do much to help. Actually, it made it worse. And We only improved during times of war economically. I, I don't know why that is, but that's how, it, that's how it was. You know, we only improved economically. So, uh, what does it mean by meaningful? You know, the rhetoric. Uh, Boehner says big. What does what does President Obama mean by meaningful? That's what we have to ask. Meaningful means, uh, if you can li- listen through the rhetoric, meaningful means cutting spending that will gratify the big spenders. That is now when you look at it from that perspective, who you know the bigger spenders, corporations and the federal government. Think about it now. Corporations. Send their lobbyists to Washington to do what they want to do, uh, to try to get the bills passed, laws passed, whatever passed to benefit corporations. And there's nothing wrong with that because, again, uh, corporations are the backbone of the economy. We can't have, you know, private sector uh, corporations, small businesses, and the like are the backbone of the economy. We are the one; they are the ones that put people. They provide the jobs. You know, they provide the promotions, the raises that give people money, more money to spend in the economy. That's that's the way it works. So, yes, they're they're the backbone of the economy. But at the same time, they are also the ones that put out more money to um, to get that, you know, what they want done. So they, they spend quite a bit. They, and, you know, and you can talk about the backroom deals. You can talk about uh in so many cases, the bribes that happen where we don't know about, but that is reality. And the federal government is a big spender itself. And the federal government cannot afford to stop spending. Why? Because the federal government is the biggest benefactor of spending. How so? federal government is the biggest benefactor of spending simply because of the fact that they are the ones who regulate programs they fund programs and when you're talking about cutting programs you're talking about cutting support 
<laughs> you know, politicians need to the support. They need dependency. Uh, they need those people to feel like the government is taking care of them. And when you take away that sense of dependency from the people, what you have is an overwhelming sense of uh, insolvency on this. So that that's just the way it is. That's just the way it operates. How do we go about that? Well, it's hard to tell because you could listen and you could – well, the, the biggest thing you can do, the easiest thing you can do is to vote. And when you vote, you vote with integrity and you vote with uh, with the knowledge of what what your candidate stands for, who's backing them, who's supporting them. Mr. Martin, yeah. you know, that's just the way it is. I, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back from this break, um, that really catches my interest here with uh, Michelle Bachman and her, <laughs> her talk on um, slavery, uh, comments on slavery, um, NFL player. And a couple of other things. I really want to talk about this, this 16 pound baby. So you call in, whatever you need, whatever you want to talk about, call in 917-384-293. And uh, we'll get you on the air, hear your insights, what we'll talk about. We'll take this break, we'll be back right after this. idea we have begins with you, the way you connect, how you browse, how you share, and how you interact with the world around you. Down to the last detail, you inspire everything, because in the end, innovation doesn't really matter, unless it does something that really matters to you. And we are HTC. Over 3 million kids and young adults have type 1 diabetes, including our son Walker. Ray and I want you to know the warning signs of diabetes so you can take action. Extreme thirst, frequent urination, drowsiness, increased appetite, sudden weight loss, and changes in vision. We're hoping to find a cure for Walker. The Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation is a leading charitable funder and advocate of type 1 diabetes research. To be part of the cure, visit www.jdrf.org or call 800-223-1138.
When it's people who do the right thing, they call it being responsible. When it's an insurance company, they call it Liberty Mutual. Responsibility. What's your policy? Liberty Mutual. want to meet someone different, you know, someone with goals who is inspired to do more with their life, not just hanging out and partying all the time. When mucus settles into a child's chest, the congestion isn't much fun. This is going to be so cool. Junior, huh? this is great. <laughs> like father, like son. New Mucinex Mini Melts, the quick melting, great tasting way to break up mucus that causes kids congestion. Uh oh. Whoa. <laughs> I was just getting started. Feeling better? Uh-huh. New Mucinex Mini Melts. Need a painter? Mucinex in. Mu- I just want to meet someone different, you know, someone with goals who is inspired to do more with their life, not just hanging out and partying all the time. It's kind of tiresome looking for that perfect match, tall, dark, and handsome. Being in college, it's tough to find that special someone who you can open up to and build a relationship with. You can't open up to just anybody. There are times you feel like you are alone in this world with no one or nothing. But then there are times when you feel like you have everything you've always asked for. (laughs) 